is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, uh, are you subscribed to Peacock? Because you're going to need to be. I am, actually. By next football season. I think you uh, are. Okay. Maybe automatically through Xfinity slash Comcast. So do, nice. I don't know what tier I have. So I don't know if I'm going to have like extra ads when I watch. I didn't know there were extra or, or tiers like that. That makes sense. I think there's but I didn't know there, were, there were when I, because I had the, uh, the non, I think there was three tiers when I was signed up. I think there was the ads on everything. And I think there were the limited ads and I think there were the no ads. And I think Xfinity was able to give me the middle tier and I had the option to pay an additional $5 to go ad free. You know, my solution for that game, Tyler, what? if uh, all goes accordingly, just go. I'm just going to go. Why? That's September 2nd versus East Carolina. It is Labor Day weekend, way. so it's a busy weekend for a lot of people. But why worry about buffering and streaming when you could just go? Now, I'll, I'll speak for the streaming community here. Um, Peacock or not, you know, we worry about that every week. You got a game the next week against uh, UNLV. That's on CBS. Well, guess what? You know, that's Paramount Plus for me. Um, Big Ten Network, streaming that from the Fox Sports app. You got two games on Fox at least, probably more. Um, guess what? Streaming those. So I, I'm in the camp of always having to worry about buffering, what kind of lag is there. Hopefully it's not too bad. I tend to stay off of social media during games, and I'll just kind of peek at it. Um, I can't do that during commercials. I can't do that because... in the games. I have to know. I have to know. I used to be like that, and then um, it was a combination of just getting too sucked into the negativity, and also occasionally having something ruined. You know, like like I hadn't seen the play yet, and I just decided I'm putting the phone down for the most part. And the only reason I get on it anymore is it's to just kind of like calm my nerves you know if i just pick up my phone and i peek at twitter for a minute during the commercial break it kind of helps bridge that gap between action where i'm not just you know sitting in my own head like doom and gloom stuff that's all i'm doing i feel like for me michigan ohio state i'm refreshing i don't know Every... To the point where, like, when you refresh, nothing new. Yeah, shows up. yeah, oh, definitely. At some points, like, and it, it's definitely a nerves thing. It's a, I, my like ability to handle anticipation is already n- not very good. But what I like is I've I've kind of it's an art. I, I think I've mastered the art. I refresh to the point where I see like the. You ever go back and, and see people's live tweets and out of context, it makes no sense because you have no idea unless you know the exact time. It's yeah. like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, it's just a very generic <laughs> example. Like, yeah. you know something, like, that. that's enough for me. I know something's going to happen. It's either going to be a Cornelius Johnson wide open down the field, you're kidding me in a good way, or it's a J.J. McCarthy pick six uh, in the semifinal bad way. But I get like this like blurb 
like, I don't know, maybe like a screen size of four out of context reactions. Because by the time, like, you know, the, the Michigan football handle or, or the, you know, maybe the, some of the reporters, uh, the beat writers are, you know, they, they like to do it after maybe the extra point, even, you know, the, the seven points instead of the six, who scored, how many yards. So I refresh it at the perfect moment where it was like, oh my goodness. And it's Donovan Edwards breaking free. So I, I don't know what's happening, but I know something is about to happen. If that, if that makes sense. That, that's how I deal no, with I my game day anxiety. I got you. Um, the question for you before we get into like schedule stuff, since some of, some of that has come out. Um, make it a, make it a, a long question. Cause I'm going to shut the door while you ask it. Okay. You got it. So uh, let me paint the picture here for you. You are on vacation, which happened to you, I believe, twice last year. And maybe you have a streaming option, but it's not reliable. Or maybe you have no streaming option. I, I would assume in that situation, you're relying on Twitter uh, to keep you up to date, literally, on what's happening in the game. Like, sort of a substitute for a play-by-play. But there's so limited circumstances where that's applicable where that's useful that i wonder is there any value left in having like a true sort of uh minute by minute here's what just happened feed on twitter as opposed to just sort of the generic reactions you were talking about the evolution of twitter has i think taken us away from the sort of instant seven yard run donovan edwards sort of thing to what you were talking about oh my goodness or some kind of bigger picture analysis that uh describes you know a drive or a series is there any value left in the play-by-play you know i'd say whether it's gamecast or a twitter play-by-play i'd say yes but not for you and i I think you and I are going to do our the best we can. Like for me, two years in a row, I've watched games uh, in a European region and I've downloaded VPNs both times to trick watch ESPN to thinking I was in the States because you can't watch YouTube TV over, uh, overseas. You can't watch watch ESPN on an American account overseas. So I basically had to use a VPN to find a way to get the game. When I did it last year, it was Michigan-Iowa, a game where you knew that Michigan was the better team, but you played, you know, it was a daytime game at Iowa. Um, I was going to dinner with my wife and a coworker. She was at the end of a, a work trip in Switzerland. And so it was that first night where the work part was just ending and the vacation was just beginning. So she kind of had this, you know, dinner she had to go to. So I joined and I watched from the hotel, and then there was a period in the first half where yeah, yeah, there's a data cap, and, and data's really slow overseas. So, like, it was just buffer, 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 buffer. I would go to Twitter. I couldn't even get Twitter to, to load and refresh. So there was a time period where, like, say take Michigan-Penn State for the example. That game was, like, felt like it was in hand, and then there was a pick six, and then there was, you know, like Penn State stormed back and looked like they were going to, you know, win that game. And then the second half happened and you know, Michigan ran for 7,000 yards. But in that moment, say I'm buffering or I can't like, I would hope that I could still rely on the Twitter. But like you said, there's so many streaming options now. Now 
preferred by some companies like NBC, where games are pretty accessible, probably more than they ever were before. So I do think the play-by-play, I think it's gone. It's not gone away, but I, I remember more accounts that used to do, you know, seven-yard run, you know, 12-yard pass. I just don't, you don't see that. It's really only big plays and commentary only. Yeah, I think that's just a reaction to the reality that almost everybody, regardless of where you are, can watch. Or listen. I mean, radio is still a huge audience for that's true. Especially an older generation or, or people on the road, Sirius XM or tuning in. If I have in. Sirius XM for basically that reason. Same. And, and I think if you're uh, even more old school, classic radio, as long as you're in the right market. The old it's, FM AM radio, it's gonna, yeah. It's going to carry a local Michigan uh, Michigan State game. So, Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the, the rundown of the schedule released so far. East Carolina, that's a noon kickoff, September 2nd, Peacock. Next weekend, UNLV, 3.30. That's a CBS game. Um, obviously, one of the weird, weird quirks here with new TV deals is Big Ten, you're going to see – in that 3.30 slot on CBS. going to be weird. Uh, September 16th, Bowling Green. That's a night game, 7.30, Big Ten Network. I feel like one of those non-conference games usually gets bumped into the nighttime slot, and I'm just thankful it's not like 8 p.m. I feel like that was the original Hawaii kickoff, and then was that the game that got delayed even more? Ended yep. up kicking off closer to nine or something As like that. As a wedding Canada. That was crazy. Oh, that's a 730 um, game, huh? I guess I didn't see that news. Yeah. Yeah, 730. Then the next weekend, first uh, conference game against Rutgers, noon, no channel yet. Uh, big one, November 11th at Penn State. That's noon on Fox. Uh, Ohio State, November 25th, noon Fox. I'm going to guess FS1 and, or Big Ten for Rutgers. For, for Rutgers. Yeah. Um, doesn't it kind of feel like another Peacock game, though? I don't think they would do a Big Ten conference game on Peacock. It, I don't know. It's it it's like the appropriate ma- amount of greedy, I think, to, like, throw. Because it's Rutgers, you know. And it's Rutgers at, at Michigan Stadium, which is probably, well, I say that, and Two years ago, it was more competitive than, than last year's game, even though last year's game wasn't in control until the second half. So well, I, d- I don't know. I think that could be a Peacock game, personally. I hope not. I re- again, I don't mind it. first game. That's the way to really make everybody mad. You know, that's your greedy, right? First game of the season, and you're making even the casual fan who's going to flip on the TV and be like, where the heck is this game? Like, you're, you're making it difficult and it you are you are blasting it you know social media newsletters you know it's it's been going out you know in any form that i can think of but what i will say is those first two games say i watched both of them and and don't go to either of them uh they're going to be two unique viewing experiences as a michigan fan one streaming plus it's nbc based um and then you haven't seen a Big Ten football game on CBS in who knows how long. So it's going to it's gonna be weird, anything from commentators to the graphic layout to uh, 
yeah, I mean, at least you're watching your team at the end of the day, but I got kind of used to all these big noon back-to-back-to-back weeks, and now all of a sudden I'm going to load up Peacock and hope it doesn't uh, crash my smart TV. Yeah, there's nothing like a three-and-a-half, four-hour Fox Big Noon kickoff game, huh? Well, especially with the four-hour intro to talk about the game. <laughs> I guess... I don't have super strong Do you think Peacock streaming is going to – it's not going to be shorter commercial breaks? Thing is, you think no, a Peacock game is going to go quicker? I think everything goes quicker than a Fox game. No, because the, the – the, I mean, yeah, but the bowl game season, those games are just as long. Yeah, but – I mean, Michigan TCU with the scoring was probably the longest game I ever remember watching. It, went, it felt like it – I felt like that game ended at midnight. It did, and it wasn't just the drama that was dragging it out. I think you're right, but for all the streaming stuff, I mean, yeah, it's going to be weird. But I don't really care about having to like get Peacock or um, I. It doesn't matter much to me that you know it's going to be CBS slash Paramount Plus, depending on how you're viewing it. What I keep coming back to with the streaming stuff is that take. Take a, let's see, November 11th. Okay, that's the Penn State game. That's noon on Fox. Well, I'm going to be streaming that uh, along with lots of other people. And what happens when there's a big SEC game that week? Well, you know, when when Alabama is, is playing somebody and I want to watch that game. Or, uh, you know, I got a Notre Dame fan in my house. What happens when, when Notre Dame is, is playing Clemson or something like that? I don't know if that's actually on the schedule, but as an example, it is so freaking difficult to like go back and forth between games. If you don't have multiple screens, which thankfully, you know, I'm usually able to like keep a game on the TV and my laptop. If, if it's absolutely necessary, I can pull one up on my phone. I can roll out another TV. That's a lot of work, but in the old days, you know, cable is, is, supposed to be bad and i get that like we're supposed to have moved on but it, it was as simple as picking up the remote and really quickly going to the other game you want to watch that the 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 streaming services are so set apart from each other that that's just not possible even on you know your smart tv where you can pull up your recently viewed apps or whatever like it still just takes a minute to like go through all those functions so that's what I hate about the streaming. Not necessarily where any individual game lives, but the fact that once I'm there, I kind of feel stuck. And I have a really hard time going to any other game, no matter how bad I want to go see whatever uh, USC and Utah are up to. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you're definitely a different consumer. So with YouTube TV, it feels as close to cable as we're ever going to get again without having cable. So I can... it. It's longer than like typing in the number on a old school TV or, you know, flipping up and down. Um, you do kind of have to, you know, go back to like a TV guide, you know, scroll down and then select, but it's relatively quick. Like I don't have to go app to app. Um, so I think that has an advantage. What I was really happy with the YouTube TV is during the tournament, uh, in Subway tournament, when you had four games going on at once, they set up a, in a natural multicast where you could have four games and whatever one you had highlighted, it pulled the audio from that game. 
something that I hadn't seen them do before, but, you know, would make me think that possibly I could have a few college football games going on as long as it's all on YouTube TV. But I think you're right because there is a user out there like yourself who is going to be doing app-based. You don't flip as easily, and it's almost so inconvenient that it wouldn't be worth it. Now, I don't flip away from a Michigan game very often unless it's an early non-conference or a blowout, and they're just like, I have to see Texas-Alabama or, you know, whatever whatever marquee matchup's happening. But I surf a lot and switch a lot. Like if it's like a, you know, say Michigan's big noon and it's over, like from 3.30 until after midnight, I'm game to game to game to game unless I, you know, tune into one where it's, you know, close the whole second half. So that's not actually a, a problem I ever considered. So I think this is this is a very interesting, enlightening conversation. Well, good for you. Yeah. And actually, you know, that was kind of a bad example because Man, I'm not YouTube flipping TV? away from Michigan. Should we be sponsored? Games. You know, here's the thing about YouTube TV. That, like I've considered it. It's it's uh oh I I couldn't even add it up in my head. Like there's there's so many. And well, actually, I'm still using my dad's cable login for something like ESPN. You know, this is this is where I think the Peacock conversations maybe more frustrating for me is because I've had YouTube TV for since it started. um, The only thing that I lost that I was really upset about was uh, what's now, it used to be Fox sports Detroit. I don't know what's Valley sports. Yeah. All that now. Cause all that, I think they went bankrupt already or something, but so I lost (laughs) access to pistons and wings and tigers so that's the only thing that, you know, no no streaming service could do anything about. But this would be the first time outside of a college basketball, probably holiday season Michigan game, where YouTube TV is not going to have the game I want to watch, uh, a Michigan game that I want to watch. Now it benefits that they have a lot of big noons and they're on all the main channels usually. But Peacock actually makes me now fall into that category of now i can't channel hop if it's a blowout in the second half you know i have to leave an app to go to youtube tv to see whatever other like i don't know what the marquee matchup is over labor day weekend i'm sure there's a handful of them is that is that the is that the tcu colorado uh weekend i believe so i think it's a night game though maybe and early on i feel like that it could could that be a you know like a Friday night game or a Thursday night game? I feel like that happens a lot more early in the season. I don't know. Well, hey, while you're talking, I'm gonna look this up and I'll tell you what the, the big games are that weekend. See, I already have Peacock. I don't. I gotta make sure it's logged in. Obviously, we have plenty of time. It'll be all right. I mean, I would love to go. If I don't go, I'll stream it. I'll get a glimpse of what life is like as a full time streamer. Um, I'll probably stay glued no matter what. I don't plan on switching from the first game, really any game again. But I think where I start to get annoyed is what we were talking about. If Michigan Rutgers or Michigan Indiana or you know, hell, Michigan Michigan State, like if one of those games ends up on a streaming service exclusively, say like Amazon Prime in three years, like 
don't know. Things That'll are changing. I mean, what are they? What are they going to do? Put the playoffs going to expand, and the first matchups are going to be exclusively on Peacock. Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get notifications all the time. Like, hey, watch the Tigers on Apple TV. Yeah, no thanks. You'll click um, it, and then it's blacked out because you live in the market. Yeah, because you live within 800 miles right. of where the game's being played. Yeah. Um, so Colorado at TCU, noon, Fox. That's the same day as September 2nd. Same time? So, uh, yeah, looks like it. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I'm going to pull that one up on my uh... – So that leads me to believe that the viewership for Michigan East Carolina is going to be Michigan and East Carolina fans only. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, the who general else is viewer like... is going to tune into what's easy on Fox. Yeah. And maybe Absolutely. it would have been mostly the case, but if you're playing on, say, even a CBS like the next week, and you get people flipping back and forth. Hey, how about this? West Virginia at Penn State? That's a 7.30 NBC game. Okay, NBC got a, got a nice uh, primetime game. Early season. Anything? I don't anything see anything on, else uh, really intriguing. <laughs> what about see. Hulu exclusively? Hulu? <laughs> no, I don't think we're quite there yet. What about the I new just, uh, HBO, uh, which instead of HBO Max now is just Max? I be, you know if do they do live stuff? I'm not sure, but I, the question I want to ask now is: What do you think about Thursday Night Football that was exclusively on Amazon Prime? Because I feel like that's what we're moving towards. It uh, like there's always going to be a seven thirty game sometime. That's going to be like the prime time Peacock game. It was kind of stupid, but not terrible. I mean, did you tune in? Most of the time, yeah. Okay. For the first half, God, you know, then I got to go to bed. I mean, those those prime video games with Kirk Herbstreit on the call were some of the worst football games I've ever seen. Like, they just for there was a string of weeks where they didn't even have a good game. No, that was just bad luck. Like, oh, Colts for Broncos sure. For sure. was awful, awful, awful. Like, bottom of the barrel, it was, it was terrible. That's just kind of bad luck, though. It is. But it's also karma in a weirder way. <laughs> it's karma. <laughs> it was it was the football gods football saying, gods, "How hey, dare you we're gonna relegate you our product? Don't do this again." Yeah, except for no, it was think... part partnership with the NFL Network. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, the... but I I think yeah, it was it was just karma coming back saying, "How dare you?" I think that's totally fair. Tune in uh, next you're looking week at your to, drink uh, pretty us, strong there. Tune in next week to hear right. us uh, discuss if sports are ruined in general. Yeah, are they ruined in general? But um, actually, Derek, I just noticed you were like super staring into your drink. I didn't know if, if everything was okay. I was wondering with this, uh, so I'm drinking a Polish Daisy from Detroit City Distillery. Shout out Detroit, whatever you said. Uh, City Distillery. City Distillery. It's a Punchki cool. Day Vodka, which is good, but, you know, I'm not a big pulp guy when it comes to like, you know, orange juice. I happen no, to be neither. staring into my glass. And it kind of seems like there's some sort of pulp in here. I don't know if it's from the lemon pulp, but I... what about the ice? Could it could it be the ice like chunking out? No, it's it's definitely pulp. Okay, it's swimming around in there like pulp. 
I mean, I'm enjoying the drink. I'm, I'm more than halfway done. And we're, you know, 23 minutes in, so I'm doing well for myself. Yeah. Uh, Derek, I don't know how many teams do this when they release, you know, their part of their schedule. I noticed Michigan did, like on the on the socials. Big Ten Championship game, 8 p.m. Fox. I My initial reaction was like, you know, hey, that's kind of cool. Like, you expect to be back there a third time. Then I thought, wait, is is that kind of standard? Like, do you just do that to do that? Because it's technically a possibility for every team. Oh, did you think anything of it? Did you even notice it? Well, I'm talking. Do some more research. Go see if Michigan State put that on there. Jeez. Okay. But yeah, give me give me your thoughts there. Uh, it feels like what a back to back Big Ten champion team is gonna do. What seems silly to me is if you follow the Big Ten, you know that that Big Ten championship is always going to be the same weekend and in the primetime slot. So, Michigan State did not. Okay, so it's definitely a we expect to be there. We have been there recently. What about Ohio State? You know, a little research on Ohio State? I'll go do it, yeah. I just I thought it was interesting. I saw it and... I didn't know if I was um, reacting to something that's not real. Uh, you know what? For me, it kind of blended in. You know, I, I guess I didn't. I didn't think much of it, and maybe I'm just. Uh... Ohio State did not. Wow, we you caught on to something here. Then now, now I'm going to think about it. Maybe it'd be interesting to pay attention to other conferences too. You know, I don't know Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, any team that's you know. Got a chance. Notre Dame probably did. That feels like a Notre Dame thing. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jacob's brother is in the Pittsburgh Pirates farm system playing in AAA where? Indianapolis. So let's make this a minor league baseball podcast. Did I read something that the Tin Caps are moving? No, there's no way. You probably saw the Mad Ants. That's a, a feeder to the Pacers. Okay. Maybe that's which, what it was. So the, the Mad Ants have been in Fort Wayne. Uh, the 10 Caps play in one of the best minor league parks you're ever going to oh, see. Oh, I've been there. Regardless, single A, triple A, double A, doesn't matter. Good ballpark. Very good ballpark. In the heart of downtown. One of the, yeah, just hands down. Give the city an MLB team is where I'm at. Oh, well, that might be too much. I don't know if if Fort Wayne could support a major league baseball team. You're right. I think it was. That could be nice. But hey, my excuse is I'm a Michigan resident. So I kind of see things and it just kind of trickles by on my my, uh, timeline. And I, you know, I think I recalled information where i was you know about 25 percent accurate so yeah that's all right uh last thing here we'll stick with baseball how about that detroit two games back of the twins in the central now the al central is a god-awful division hey we don't need to Um, hey i think two games back (laughs) is fine let me tell you something i went to a tigers game monday night bark in the park was that bark in the park cool and took our uh new puppy and that was i've been to a lot of fun tigers games that might have been near the top of best times I've ever had 
at a Tigers game. They scored six runs. They lost ten to six, but they did score six runs to the Rangers. To the Rangers, a hot team right now. Um, but it was fun, you know. We the 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 most surprising thing about Bark in the Park when you show up when the pitch is at six forty and you show up at six forty, we were in a twenty minute line of doggy check in. It basically <laughs> wrapped all the way to another gate entrance. And they come by and they make sure you have your extra ticket for the dog. They check the vaccinations. I mean, we were just, it was like, I've never waited so long to get into a Tigers game. And it was all because of puppies. That, I had never considered how much they would have to do to allow dogs in The there. other thing that's interesting is you, uh, I know you've been to, obviously been to Comerica. You, you go in what's now the Rocket Mortgage Gate. And they basically have you go straight up the stairs to uh, what's now the Miller Light Porch. It used to be the Pepsi Porch. Uh, and then you go up another flight of stairs to go to kind of the walkway that kind of oversees the, the Miller Light Porch. So you have a direct like, hey, you're here at the dog. You have to go up this way. You have to cross this way. And here are the five sections in the 200s that dogs are allowed. So you can't roam anywhere else in the park with the dog. It's very... Check-in process. Here's where you can be. Here's the concession stands open for you. Here's where your dog goes to the bathroom. By the way, a bunch of dog vendors for free treats, water stations. I mean, it was – I haven't been to another bark in the park, but I would say from a management standpoint, promotional standpoint, they, they nailed it. I mean, I'll, I'll be going back. Good. If you if you're in the area, you listen, go to Bark in the Park in August. I think is the next one. Yeah, so there's your official plug for Bark in the Park at Comerica. It would have been nice, Derek, if you had pulled up the next Bark in the Park. August 11th. It's a natural. Okay. It's in August. I mean, it's a pretty we'll, natural we'll place to plug that. I mean, the Tigers then will be five games ahead uh, 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 in, the, in what is clearly the best division by then. So. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Minnesota has a record of 29 and 27. Uh, that would put them in uh fifth place in in the al east so just you know keep that in mind but first place is first place win your division it doesn't matter what division it is go get it you're in the postseason that's all that matters when you're in yep all right uh i think that's a good place to end it there a little bit of detroit tigers um a little bit of a backhand compliment but you know, hey, the Tigers are winning a decent amount of games, which is more than you could say in recent history. So I think that's a nice positive note to end on. Uh, we'll catch you next time. I have no idea what we'll be talking about. Um, maybe maybe some J.J. McCarthy stuff. Oh, maybe... yeah. Let's, let's, the, let's just take that hype train further than it's ever gone. Yep. Let's – yeah. Heisman or bust will be. I, I think it's my turn to edit this time. You'll edit next time. I'm already going to tell you Heisman or bust is going to be your caption next weekend. Thanks for doing that work for Thank me. You. Yep. Heisman or bust uh, is that JJ McCarthy's future. We'll discuss that. Uh, Let's do Heisman or bust, but then talk exclusively about uh, Mike Sanders still as winning it as a defender. <laughs> like, oh, they're going to talk about JJ. Let's tune in. It's like, I love Mike, no. but he's probably not going to win the Heisman. But it's just like all. Mikey, same still. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they keep fast forwarding when he's a great idea. quarterback and we're still talking yeah, about like... his past breakup against Ohio State. <laughs>
that's that uh, that was the Heisman moment, you know, yeah. as as they say. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's what we'll do next time. Then until then, though, take care out there and go blue. Ooh.